Hey everybody, welcome to our midweek prophecy update. Hey listen, there's so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to be getting into some things in just a second, but I'm telling you, we are so close uh, to the Bible prophecies all coming together and the Lord calling us home. I'm watching all of the events that are taking place in the world. Folks, it is just absolutely unbelievable. And let me tell you this, before we do get going, as we watch what's happening in the world, uh, we hear all the virus talk and how um, we watch what's going, over, uh, going on over in Israel and that in Israel, the leaders of Israel want to be the leader, the epicenter of making sure that everybody is vaccinated. So you watch what's happening to the citizens over in Israel, watch what they are trying to do over there. And it's a little bit alarming when we see that. And then you hear the rest of the news uh, coming out of places like the United States and out of Europe and, and out of Australia and different places. You're wondering what in the world is going on. Uh, let me tell you this much. We are uh, being shaped into this global kingdom that the Bible speaks of. Uh, but that's not all. There's more. Uh, just the other day, certainly you heard about this. The Pope went to Babylon. That's right, the Ur of Chaldees. The Pope goes to Babylon, even talks about the possibility of rebuilding Babylon. You look at that and you go, what in the world is going on there? And then you hear some of the things that the Pope Pope said. Uh, the Pope, as uh, reported in World News Daily, the Pope chose to hold an interreligious meeting. Talk about Christians and Muslims and Jews and said we need to learn to forgive ISIS and so forth. An interreligious meeting where people would all sing Kumbaya, forgive ISIS, and talk about rebuilding Babylon. That was in uh, World uh, Net Daily. Uh, you hear that type of thing that's going on. And, and, and there's so many other things that are happening, uh, but I don't have enough time to get into all these different things. So I'm going to be reporting on some of these things in detail over the coming weeks. But I want to talk about two main things right now. And one of them is the Temple Mount and the push to rebuild, have the next temple on the Temple Mount. And folks, it is absolutely fascinating to watch that. And the other one is about this pipeline uh, that is uh, from Elot all the way to Ashkelon and also other pipelines. One coming from Saudi Arabia across Jordan uh, through the Jezreel Valley all the way to Haifa. These are oil pipelines and a canal uh, that is being talked about being built from Elot all the way to Ashdod. I want to get into that in a few minutes because that has implications for Ezekiel chapter 38 that are just off the charts. But before we go there, I want to first of all talk about the Temple Mount. And folks, this is just a mind boggling. Certainly you've heard within the last few days that the Saudis have said that the Temple Mountain Al-Aqsa is not important to Islam. I'm going to get into that in just a minute. This isn't the first time this came up, uh, has come up. Listen, let's go all the way back to 1924, 97 years ago, and listen to this. Uh, this was in a, uh, it was in a uh, Temple Mount guide. Uh, get a load of this. This is in a Temple Mount guide. It was written by Amin al-Hassini. Uh, he was the president of the Supreme Muslim Council from 1922 to 1937. He's Muslim, obviously. When he wrote the Al-Harim Al-Sharif Temple Mount Guide when it was first published in 1924. In effect, what he says, you can, if you can find a copy of it, I have a friend who actually has a copy of it, that's how I found out about it. Uh, in effect, what he says is, listen, 
um, way before there was any talk of, uh, of Muslims. Centuries before Muslim Islam even existed, the Jews had a temple on the Temple Mount. And he goes all the way back to the, to the time of Solomon's temple. So what we are hearing about uh, with the news lately, Saudis say the Temple Mount now Al-Aqsa is not important to Islam. Listen, there's people in, in uh, the Muslim world that have been saying this for decades, even centuries now, yet the narrative has been that the Jews don't own the Temple Mount. The Jews have no right to the Temple Mount. There never was a temple on the Temple Mount. In fact, I have many friends, and I'm sure some of you watching right now, they're going to uh, send me all kinds of videos saying that the, the temple is actually in the city of David. Listen, I've been to Israel many times. I've been to the city of David many times. The temple couldn't fit in the city of David, not the way the temple is described in the Bible. It wouldn't work with all of the people going there to worship. But nevertheless, uh, that's another story for another time, uh, another topic for another time. But, but right now I look at this, and folks, I find this absolutely fascinating because this talk of the temple uh, being on the Temple Mount coming from the Islamic leaders and going back to Islamic leaders literally a hundred years ago, and then even further than that, and saying, look, the temple was here way before Islam even existed, centuries before it even existed. Listen to this. Palestinian politicians, clerics, and terrorist warlords tirelessly invoke the Temple Mount and Al-Aqsa Mosque as a rallying cry to stir up pan-Muslim emotions against Israel. The Jews are threatening to Judaize this Islamic holy site, claim the Palestinians, even as they reject the biblical history of, Tem of Mount Moriah. Uh, but according to a uh, group of Saudis and other Middle East Arabs on social media, the Temple Mount and even, gasp, Al-Aqsa itself aren't all that holy to them. Uh, last week on Twitter, uh, Saudis conducted a campaign promoting Islam's true holy sites, uh, Mecca and Medina, while downplaying the importance of Jerusalem in their religion. Uh, one of the more viral tweets was posted by Saudi cartoonist Fahd al-Jabiri, who wrote that the direction of the prayers of the Jews is not important to us. What is important to us in our is our is only our homeland. By referencing the direction of the prayers of the Jews, Al Jabiri implicitly recognized the Jewish connection to the Temple Mount, thus contradicting the Palestinian narrative on the matter. Again, this goes back to the Temple Mount guide that I just quoted from 1924 uh, from the Islamic leader over in Jerusalem. And you look at that and you think. Okay, these facts are coming up. An English language tweet from a man from Morocco, by a man from Morocco named Ibatsim, uh, really got people heated when he not only emphasized that the Temple Mount is of no particular importance to Muslims like himself, but then he went on to express his hope, get this, that the third Jewish temple will soon be built there. Folks, I look at that and I, I'm, listen, we are watching everything coming together. And this is remarkable because if you know Bible prophecy, you know from Daniel chapter 9, Revelation chapter 11, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Matthew chapter 24. There is going to be a temple and it's going to be on the Temple Mount. And folks, we live in amazing days and now we are watching, I believe this movement is just going to grow uh, coming from the Islamic world to have uh, the Jews be able to build a temple on the Temple Mount. There's also been talk, you probably have heard of this, of uh, building some kind of religious structure on the Temple Mount where Jews, Muslims and Christians could all gather to worship there. 
And a lot of this talk is stemming from the Abraham Accords, which were started last summer. I believe started back in August as we watch the Arab world recognizing, well, wait a minute. Uh, why are we putting up with the Palestinian cause? This is just causing us more problems. If we get along with the Jews, it's going to be favorable to everybody that's over in the Mideast in these, in these Arab territories. In fact, it's going to be big business, which leads me to the last thing I want to leave you with. And you probably have heard about this if you watched uh, 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 J.D. Farag. Uh, in fact, you can, go to JD, you can go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com. In fact, I would encourage you to go there. We're going to have our own server soon enough. Uh, but on my website, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can watch this on my website, hopeforourtimes.com. On hopeforourtimes.com, you have a link to J.D. Farag's website where you're going to hear more of this. You can go there and check it out. Um, just click on uh, Hope for Our Times and you'll see J.D.'s picture. Click on that. Don Stewart, I have a link for him. And then also I have in there featured articles from various people, whether it be Jim Markell or Todd Hampson or David Reagan or someone else. Uh, fantastic articles that you can uh, access through the featured article section. I have news that gets updated every day. And then I also have recommended videos. And on my recommended videos right now, I have one that is specifically on this subject that I want to bring up right now. It's this oil pipeline from Elot that goes to Ashkelon. Uh, and uh, that video is by Ray Bentley. Just did a fantastic job there. Again, you can click on the recommended videos and there you can find it. But you got to go to hopeforourtimes.com uh, to get all of this information. It is there, but I want you to think of this. This article says Elat Haifa oil pipeline built for Iran can turn Israel into oil uh, transport hub thanks to the UAE peace. Listen, Israel itself, the land of Israel is a land bridge. Uh, you have the desert on one side of Israel. You have the Mediterranean Sea on the other side. Israel itself is very narrow, but it is a land bridge. It is a tri-continental hub. It's fixing uh, the three different continents that connects them all together. As such, listen, for oil to be transported through Israel, it, this is phenomenal. So right now, get this, there's this oil pipeline that has been built 60 years ago in a joint venture with Iran and Israel. Uh, get this, this is absolutely amazing. To take oil from Elat on the Red Sea, take it up all the way to Ashkelon, that it would be exported all the way to Europe. Think of this, a pipeline originally built to carry Iranian crude oil has been clouded in secrecy for four decades, but the normalization agreement between the United Arab Emirates and Israel may get the black gold flowing again from Elat to Haifa. The original pipeline from Elat to Haifa was constructed in 1959, 62 years ago, in the wake of the 1956 Suez uh, crisis. Crisis. Its goal was to safeguard the flow of oil in case Egyptian President Gamal Abdel Nasser decided to close the Suez Canal again. This is amazing. Following the completion of the pipeline, the Lat Ashkelon Pipeline Company was originally formed in 1968. 
get this, as a joint venture between Israel and pre-revolution Iran to transport crude oil from Iran to Europe. And guess what? I mean, you, you look at, you, you can't make this stuff up, as my friend Don Stewart says. So you look at what's happening right now. Iran actually helped them build this some 60 years ago, and now it's going to benefit Israel and the nations that Iran hates. This is incredible. To get oil, look, you can see the map. We'll put the map up there on the screen for you. You can see the different locations. Um, existing Israeli uh, oil pipeline, you can see it there. That's the solid red line going from Elat up to Ashkelon. Then we're going to come back to this map in just a second. But again, you can't make this stuff up. And then there's a proposed uh, canal that's going to go from Elat. Uh, this would, this uh, gives the ability to have huge oil tankers that are too big to go on the Suez Canal, huge oil tankers to be able to go from the Red Sea up to Ashdod. That hasn't been built yet, but that is a talk, there's talk about that. And then there's also on the map that you see on your screen, there's a red dotted line. That's a proposed oil pipeline that goes from Dammam in Saudi Arabia on the P Persian Gulf all the way through Saudi Arabia, through Jordan, through the Jezreel Valley, a.k.a. Armageddon, all the way to Haifa. What is the purpose of all three of these? Uh, the two pipelines in the canal is to export oil to, guess where, to Europe. So this is what you have developing right now, folks. Uh, again, this is just absolutely incredible. I don't know what's going to happen with all three of these, the two pipelines in the canal. But what is taking place is amazing. We have the massive gas fines that are in the Mediterranean. Uh, to Trent, what's the purpose of that? It's, uh, Israel is entering into agreements with Europe to transport gas all the way to uh, Europe. This is this is amazing because right now Russia still controls Europe. Uh, if Europe causes them grief, causes Russia grief, Russia can just say, "Ah, oh, we'll shut off your gas. Oh, we'll raise your prices." They've got them. Well, the, the, the gas agreements already put Russia in a bad spot. Then you look at this, these three pipelines, uh, to export oil to Europe. What's that going to do? It's going to cause problems for three, for three countries. Iran, it's going to cause problems for Turkey and Russia. Folks, I look at this to think now Russia and Iran being cut off of, in this, and, and Russia being eliminated from being able to supply gas to Europe and uh, oil to Europe because it's all going to be coming from Israel. And you look at Ezekiel chapter 38, where uh, Russia and Iran and Turkey, they come against Israel to take plunder, to, to plunder the nation of Israel. Folks, we live in amazing days. I cannot tell you. Uh, we're going to look at uh, the, uh, the day or the hour that Jesus is coming. But I can tell you this much. We better look up because our redemption draws near. All of these things are coming together exactly as the Bible said they would. Listen, this wasn't a lot of detail on this right now. I'm going to go into detail. I'm going to give messages on each one of these things, including I keep getting this, ask this question. I'm getting emails on it all the time. What about the ESGs? Uh, what are the the ESGs, I'm going to be talking about them. Environment, social, and governance regarding companies, uh, corporations, and um, uh, it's a rating system that's going to affect the entire United States of America. In fact, it's going to affect the world. It's going to be all part of the Great Reset. I want to get into the ESGs, because if you're not compliant with the ESGs, there's going to be a problem for you. So many different things going on. The Pope's visit to Babylon. I want to go into details in all of these. I'll do one at a time over the next 
next coming weeks. But right now, I want to remind you this. Uh, as just as Jesus said, I already quoted it, Luke chapter 21, when you see all these things begin to take place, look up your redemption draws near. Listen, folks, we live in amazing days. We live in exciting days. But these things aren't to cause us to be afraid. These things are, should cause us, if you understand Bible prophecy, to, again, look up because your redemption draws near. God bless you. Until next time, press forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.